30 grams per meal of protein minimum. And it's important because muscle is our metabolic engine. The more we have of it, the more calories we burn. Muscle is a very expensive organ. It requires a lot of calories to maintain. Otherwise, we start to lose our muscle mass. What's up, lovely ladies? Dr. Emily Kybert here. I get this question multiple times a day, and it comes in different forms. And you probably, with Hashimoto's, also have this question. It comes in the form of, what is the best way to lose weight? How do I work out to lose weight? How do I eat to lose weight? What's the best foods to help me lose weight? So I'm going to go over five strategies to lose weight with Hashimoto's. And these were some of the things that I did for myself, especially working with a functional medicine practitioner, and some things that conventional medicine might sometimes skim over, right? A lot of times we go to our doctor and we hear to lose weight, eat less, work out more. And with Hashimoto's, with an autoimmune condition, that can be a disservice. And I'll give you a couple examples of patients I've seen, you know, and I've seen them from the biomechanical aspect strength, rehab, working on different injuries, joint pain, muscle aches, but they shared their story about having their medication changed and they did all the things the same and they gained 40 pounds in two months. So I'll share that story. So let's dive in. Five strategies on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's. So the first one is around your thyroid hormones. If your thyroid hormones are outside optimal range, I'm going to put this out there. This might be triggering. It is near impossible to lose weight if your thyroid hormones are all over the place or they are not being managed properly. And that could be with a conventional medicine doctor, could be with a functional medicine doctor, but really having your thyroid hormone levels within optimal range will really optimize your body to help lose that weight. As we know, thyroid hormone is required for every metabolic process in the body including maintaining our muscle mass, our digestion, everything. And so just know that there are conventional ranges of lab work, and then there are optimal ranges. The conventional range is much, much broader. And if you listen to the episode with Amy Horniman earlier in the week, we talked about these ranges and why the conventional range is so much broader. It's including those who are really, really sick. And to feel your best self, you want your lab work to be within optimal range and just also making sure and we talked about this with amy on monday's episode that you are getting a full thyroid panel so tsh free t3 free t4 two antibody tests and reverse t3 to really give a full picture of how your thyroid is functioning so i'll give you an example i saw a patient two weeks ago and she was on a medication that was a combination of t3 and t4 she works out she does resistance training four days a week, sometimes five days a week, does all the things, heavier weight, lower reps, long rest breaks, and tracks what she eats, hits her protein, and manages her stress. And her doctor took her T3 medication down by a lot. And she did all the same things in terms of how she was eating, how she was working out, her stress, and she gained 40 pounds in two months, 40 pounds in two months. And she was extremely fatigued, like beyond fatigued, like could barely get out of bed, but she still did all the things, worked out, ate well, and gained 40 pounds in two months. And her doctor had taken her T3 down because the doctor was concerned about loss of bone 
osteopenia, osteoporosis with being on T3 long-term, as well as any sort of heart conditions with long-term T3 use. And she basically begged her doctor. The doctor was like, you know what? Do it for six weeks. See if you can equilibrate. And she's like, I don't feel like myself. I'm fatigued. I'm 40 pounds heavier. And I've been doing all the same things. And the only thing that changed was my medication. So she begged her doctor to put her back at what she was, the same dose of T3, T4, and went back to losing the weight, feeling like herself, feeling better. So that's the first strategy that it's probably near impossible to lose weight if your thyroid hormones are out of whack and outside the optimal range. Number two, you need to be, if weight loss is the goal, in some caloric deficit. What gets measured gets managed. And I'm a busy mom with two kids. I don't write down everything I eat every single day. But sometimes if I feel like I'm doing all the things and packing on the pounds, I do it for one week. I write down everything I eat. I put it in a tracker, caloric tracker, like Chronometer, MyFitnessPal. Another example would be Carbon Coach app to track the calories. And you've heard the saying, you can't out-train a bad diet. So if I'm training and I feel like I'm putting on weight, I go to what am I eating? What am I putting in my mouth? And typically, you know, I did this in the middle of the pandemic. I felt like I was putting on weight, even though I was training, I was walking, I was doing all the things that I'm going to suggest in this podcast. I go, you know what? For just one week, I know what gets measured gets managed. I'm going to write everything down and I put it into Carbon Coach app. And I was eating like 3,500 calories a day, you know, and I'm five, six usually sit around 145. And I usually do well about 1500 to 1800 calories a day. And I was like, holy smokies, this is why I'm packing on the bounds. You know, whatever I was eating, that pattern had become my normal during the pandemic. So write down everything you're eating, put it into an app, make it really easy. Chronometer, MyFitnessPal, or Carbon Coach are three ones that I really love. And track. And then know that you need to be in probably a 10 to 20% caloric deficit to lose weight. So that's number two. Number three, prioritize your protein. Protein is satiating. It is near impossible to overeat protein. You can try it. You'll probably throw it up. 30 grams of protein per meal minimum. And there is a time dose dependent ideal window, about 15 to 20 minutes. So don't graze. I'm a grazer. I like to kind of like eat slowly through my day. That is not the ideal in terms of stimulating muscle protein synthesis, which is just muscle maintenance, muscle growth, 30 grams per meal of protein minimum. And it's important because muscle is our metabolic engine. The more we have of it, the more calories we burn. Muscle is a very expensive organ. It requires a lot of calories to maintain. Otherwise, we start to lose our muscle mass. Start your day with protein. There's an inverse relationship of glucose and cortisol. So in the morning, think of cortisol, which is a hormone like the sun. It wakes us up and motivates us. It gets us ready for our day. If we eat glucose in the morning, it drives down our cortisol when we want cortisol highest. So start your day with protein instead of a big carby breakfast of oatmeal and donuts, you know, the typical standard American diet. Start it with protein. 30 grams looks like five eggs. If five eggs is too much to choke down to get 30 grams of protein, try three eggs and a chicken sausage. Sometimes when we start to eat protein, we'll feel like we have 
a lump in our tummy, like it's hard to digest. So I like to take some digestive enzymes beforehand, about 10 minutes before I eat protein. And then I usually take mastic gum in DGL, which is licorice root, after to help aid with the digestion, helps avoid any sort of constipation. So number three, prioritize your protein. I like animal protein because it has a more complete amino acid profile. Plant protein, like if you look at the label, it says 20 grams. Even though you'll be ingesting 20 grams, that doesn't necessarily mean you will be absorbing 20 grams of protein. Usually you don't absorb as much animal protein as what is on the label. So I like to default to animal protein versus plant protein. Let me say that again. Plant protein, the amount that is on the label that you're ingesting is not typically the amount that is getting absorbed. Animal protein is a more readily available protein source to be absorbed over plant protein. Really the most readily available animal protein source that can be absorbed is whey protein. Sometimes for some of us, like myself, when I drink whey protein, I bloat up. I look like I'm six months pregnant again. So I like to eat my protein versus drinking it. So number three, prioritizing protein. Sleep. Our body's demand for carbohydrates goes up when we are sleep deprived. So if you ever notice you haven't gotten a good night's sleep, you feel like you want to eat something carby, like a croissant, a scone, whatever your go-to carb may be. So prioritizing sleep is huge when it comes to losing weight. Newer research suggests six hours of uninterrupted sleep. I know you've heard a lot of get eight hours. The newer research shows six hours uninterrupted is the key word there. And a lot of people will say, okay, go to bed the same time every day, 10, between 10 and 11.30, try to go to bed at the same time. Well, I find that to be very stressful. Winding up the night to get to bed at the same time every night can feel very stressful. And the newer research really supports rising at the same time every day to get your eyes on the horizon, sun on the face the first 30 minutes of the day to reset your circadian rhythm if it's off, right? If you're feeling like you have insomnia or you're waking up multiple times in the middle of the night. So trying to wake at the same time every day, no matter what time you went to bed, try and get that six hours uninterrupted. Some of the things I use to help get uninterrupted sleep, earplugs and eye mask. I really love the Sleep Crown. They're out of Austin or the Manta eye mask. Man, you put on the Manta, there is no light getting through that sucker. I also use an Uller chili pad and I'll drop that link in the show notes. It's basically a pad you put on top of your mattress and it will flow water through that pad. So it's basically above the mattress and under the sheet, and you can set it to whatever temperature you want. You could even heat it up if it's really cold, but I like to put mine down to about 65 and it just, it's just like the perfect temperature. I just get a deeper sleep with it. So check out the Uller chili pad. The link will be in the show notes. If you're feeling tired, but wired, which is a really common complaint with us Hashi ladies is we're tired, tired all day. And then we go horizontal and finally get to lay down. And we feel wired. We're like, bing, eyes open and can't get to sleep. So there are some sleep recommendations on the blog. Go to dremilykyber.com forward slash blog. And you will find different supplements and sleep recommendations on there. I think the last piece about sleep, which is number four, is if you're working out later in the day, it could be throwing off your cortisol, right? Because when you're working out, there's a spike in your cortisol, that motivation hormone. 
And I noticed for myself, if I work out past 4 p.m., I am like rip rolling, ready to go until 2 a.m. I'm just totally awake. So I like to get my workout in before 2 p.m. in my day. So moving on to number five, working out, which is one of my favorite topics. Just like you can't out-train a bad diet, like in number two, you can't no-train clean eating, a good diet. Right, so if you're more on the sedentary side, in the bed, in the couch with Hashimoto's because you're fatigued, this is where I would start. I would start to hit 10,000 steps a day, right? getting that cardiovascular component in, and then I'd start to work up to resistance training, working up to three times a week, 20 minutes a session, which I know for some Hashimoto's ladies who don't have their thyroid hormones under control can feel like a lot or have their thyroid hormones managed by a doctor. The opposite end of that spectrum, if you are the type A Hashi lady who's going to CrossFit or doing ultra marathon training six days a week, and you're gaining weight, you're probably overtraining. So maybe you need to dial it down to resistance training three to four days a week, 20 to 30 minutes. Functional movements, and I call these functional movements the essential seven. So a hinge like a deadlift, that's number one. Number two is a squat, a push, a pull, that's three, four, a carry, like you're carrying your groceries, some sort of anti-rotation, like a single arm kettlebell swing or a side plank with some movement, and a lunge. A lunge is the last one, which is actually probably the hardest one for my body and for a lot of Hashi ladies, just because of knee pain, discomfort, but we'll talk about that one in another episode. So those are the seven movements, hinge, squat, push, pull, carry, anti-rotate, lunge. And this is where Thyroid Strong comes in, right? My program for ladies with Hashimoto's to learn how to work out without burnout. We use heavier weights. We use kettlebells because they are more forgiving when you're first learning form than a dumbbell, which clunks along the legs or barbell. And it's really great for stimulating those neurological centers in the body that help create integration of the joints. We'll talk about that in another episode. So heavier weight, low reps. We typically don't do anything over six reps in thyroid strong. And then long rest breaks. A long rest break could be up to three to five minutes. And then the last piece, which I mentioned is 10,000 steps in your day to get that cardiovascular aspect of your health. So thyroid strong, the components are functional movements, three days a week, 20 to 30 minutes, maybe 20 to 25 minutes of resistance training, functional movements, heavy weights, low reps, long rest breaks. So those are my five strategies on how to lose weight with Hashimoto's. And just ask yourself, I like to ask it in question form versus oh, I'm not doing this, or am I doing this? It's like, this is how I ask it. These are the five questions. Are my thyroid hormones within optimal range? If they're not, go grab your lab work, check. I have a blog about what are the conventional ranges versus the optimal ranges. Am I in a caloric deficit? Am I tracking? Am I prioritizing my protein, getting 30 grams per meal, especially in the morning? Am I doing everything I can to get six hours of uninterrupted sleep? And am I resistance training three days a week? 20 minutes, heavier weights. Those are my five questions I ask myself. And if I'm not doing those, then I go back to the basics of why I'm not losing weight. So hopefully that helps. I get this question every day, multiple times a day in my Thyroid Strong Facebook group. If you're interested in getting on the wait list of Thyroid Strong, it's coming out October 1st. Get on the wait list, early bird discounts, early bird bonuses, and all the details. It's going to be a super fun group. 
how many times have you done a challenge, a fitness challenge, and everyone else is getting the results, but you're not. And you're like, why am I not getting the results like everyone else? Hello, you have an autoimmune condition like I do. So get on the wait list. It's dremilykybercom forward slash TS waitlist. All right, ladies, I hope to see you on the inside. If you enjoyed this episode or even learned just one new piece of information to help you on your Hashimoto's journey, would you do me a huge favor? Rate and review Thyroid Strong Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you used to listen in to this podcast and share what you liked. Maybe you learned something new. And if you didn't like it, well, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Dr. Emily Kybird. I read and respond to every single DM. I truly believe all feedback is good feedback, even the ugly comments. If you're interested in joining the Thyroid Strong course, a home workout program using kettlebells and weights, where I teach you how to work out without the burnout, go to dremilykybird.com forward slash TS waitlist. You'll get all the most up-to-date information on when the course launches and goes live, special deals and early access bonuses for myself and my functional medicine doctor friends. Again, dremilykyber.com forward slash TS waitlist. I hope to see you on the inside, ladies.